Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. We're so glad to have you join us for Jesus the Healer today. We have been having a wonderful time teaching on the past couple of episodes about our authority in Christ. So I encourage you, go back and listen to the previous episodes because we're going to build with each episode on those truths. And so we want you to understand the full scope of what has been said. Uh, But today, get your Bible, follow along with us. Get your notepad, a pen, pencil, become a student. Don't just uh, sit and listen half-heartedly. We invite you uh, become focused, get engaged, and uh, receive what God has for you. Get hold of these truths. Let them sink down into your spirit. You know, it's when they get in your spirit that they work for you. As long as it's just a mental, a mental taking in and a mental turning over of these things, they won't find much of a place in your life. But it's when you, uh, when you, when you grab hold of them with your heart, and you do that by paying attention to them. And you, you, you disallow these to soak and saturate on the inside of you. So we invite you, release your faith today. Yes. Expect something yes. to change and for light to come and to tr- for truth to come in and find its place on the inside of you. Um, we're going to start again today where we've started in the previous episodes in Psalm chapter 8 and verse 4. It says this, What is man? that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man, that thou visitest him. Verse 5 says, For thou hast made man a little lower than the angels. Now the Old Testament was originally written in Hebrew, and the Hebrew says, instead of the word angels, it says Elohim, which is the word for God. So it would read this way, Thou hast made man a little lower than God, and has crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion. This is a huge insight into the plans and purposes of God for us. He made us to have dominion. He did not make us to be victims, to be victims of the flow of this world, to be victims of the flow of sin. He made us to have dominion over sin. He made us to have dominion over the works of the devil. He made us to have dominion over the circumstances that try to assault our life. We decide with our dominion and authority what the outcome of those circumstances is. And so it says in verse 6 that God made man to have dominion over the works of God's hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. Now we read that over in Ephesians chapter 1 that Christ, the power of God raised Christ from the dead far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. Those things all tried to oppose him being raised from the dead, but they failed. (laughs) They were utterly defeated. They were utterly destroyed. The power of the enemy was destroyed by, by Jesus. And that same power that raised Jesus from the dead didn't just raise him out of the grave, but it raised him to the right seat of the father to the right hand of the father seated him at the th- on the seat of authority right next to the father and then the wonderful thing about it ephesians doesn't just tell us that that happened to jesus but then it goes on and said and because of god's great love for us 
He has raised us up together also and has seated us together with Christ in heavenly places. So we, we, we've been looking at this in the previous episodes. The body is one unit comprised of many parts. And the same thing that belongs to the head belongs to the body. The same thing that belongs to the body belongs to the head. These flow as one. Jesus is the head. He has the authority and that shared authority is with the body. So it's not an authority that we won because of our works or something we earned. The authority that we have in the earth, the authority that we have over the devil is a shared authority that Jesus won on behalf of the body. And so he has given to the body the authority that he as the head himself possesses. So if your body, let's say this, if you're in one room of your home, you want to go to another room. It's the, it's the mind in the, in the head that makes that decision. I'm going to get up and I'm going to go to the other room, but it's the body that carries that action out. The head doesn't carry the action out alone. It carries it out through the body. So the authority that belongs to Jesus, he's going to exercise it through the body. It's not Jesus exercising authority apart from us. The way he exercises his authority in the earth is through the body. So we have to understand we have a part to play. We have a role in the authority of God being exercised. Amen. And we need to understand the authority is part of our inheritance. Thank God for the blessings of God that belong to us because we're in Christ. Healing prosperity, victory, peace, joy, all these things that belong to us. But let's not leave out dominion. The dominion, the authority also belongs to us. It's part of our inheritance as being one with Christ. This last day revival is going to see a measure of miracles, healings, deliverances, power demonstrated that no generation has ever seen before. But that also is going to be worked by us having a a fuller understanding and exercise of our authority. Miracles come, uh, yes, we believe God, but it's because we're walking in our authority. We're using and walking in our dominion. So the last day revival calls for greater light concerning the authority that belongs to us in Christ and us walking out that authority. Because so much of the time people accuse God. Why are you letting this happen in my life? And why are you letting that happen? The head allows what the body allows. Amen. It's not why is God allowing it is why is the body allowing it? Why are we permitting things to happen? Because we have been given the authority in the earth to help bring to pass the plan of God and the will of God in the earth. Remember in Matthew chapter 18 and verse 18, Jesus made the statement and he said, whatsoever you bind on earth. Notice it didn't say whatsoever God binds on earth. It says whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What's that mean? Heaven will back it up. The power of God will go into play to back up what you use, what you bind with your words. And then it go, he went on and said, whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So there again, we see something has to happen on the earth and then heaven meets what, what the earth, uh, puts into play. Amen. 
So we have something to do about that, don't we? We have something to do about it. We're to rule and reign in this life. We talked about that in a previous episode. That Jesus, because of what Jesus did for us, he makes us to reign in life. Well, what's that mean to reign in life? You're not lording it over other people, but you're reigning in, uh, and lording it over the circumstances that come against your life. That things that come against you are, you are authorized to say, I forbid that in my life. I forbid that in my home. I forbid that in my family. I forbid that in my finances. I forbid that in my body. I forbid that in my mind. You're authorized to forbid some things, but you're also authorized to call for some things, to permit some things. What is it that you want to have happen? Amen. Jesus said, a man shall have whatsoever he saith. So use your authority. And uh, it's so important that we understand this. Authority is not just for times of crisis. Authority is for every day. The use of authority is for every day. You know, as a parent... Uh, my husband and I raised two sons and uh, we didn't just use our authority as parents when there was a crisis with our sons. We use our authority every day. That's, That's how we, authority was a flow of our home. It was part of how we trained them. It was part of how we raised them. So authority is not just for times of crisis to put something back. Authority will hold things in place. It'll keep things from going out of place. Amen. And God wants us to take that authority that he has made ours and to reign in life with it. Remember what Jesus said in, in Romans chapter 6, what the word says in Romans 6, sin shall have no more dominion over you. What's that mean? I mean, sin doesn't have dominion, then the devil doesn't have dominion. Sin flows from the devil. The devil has no dominion, that sin has no dominion because the devil has no dominion over us. Amen. We changed lordships at the new birth. We have been delivered from the kingdom of darkness, translated into the kingdom of his dear son. There is an authority that flows with that kingdom. There is a dominion that flows with that kingdom. And we're to exercise the kingdom of the father. We're not exercising the, just a human authority. It is a divine authority that has been made ours because we are one with the Father. Amen. Hallelujah. So we're authorized to live as though we have no enemy. Why? Because Jesus made us Satan's master. The devil doesn't want you to know that he doesn't have dominion over you. Because you can look out in the world all around you and see so many people affected by the enemy's dominion over them. He's working in against their life. He has an access to their life, but not ours. Now, if we're ignorant and we don't exercise our authority, then in ignorance we can open the door to the devil. Amen. But we don't have to. I said we don't have to. Ignorance will keep us in a place of being a victim. But we have to have knowledge of what Jesus provided for us so that we can live in a place of victory, exercising our authority and our dominion. When your, when your spirit and your heart grabs hold of these truths that we've been teaching in these episodes... That Satan is already a defeated foe. Approach every single opposition as though that's already defeated. 
And that symptom, Jesus already defeated it. That lie, Jesus already defeated it. And I am here to enforce that defeat. What about bad habits? What about addictions? What about perversions? I want you to know if you belong to Christ, Jesus already defeated all of those. And if you belong to Christ, you are authorized to live free from them. You say, well, if he's made me free, how come I can feel him? It's up to you to enforce yes. that freedom. It's up to you to enforce that dominion. It's up to you to exercise that authority. Amen. I've learned this. When you understand your authority in Christ and you use it, the devil's done pushing you around. And so many people's lives are being pushed around by the enemy when it doesn't need to be. You will have everything in your life that you put up with. We put up with far too much. We put up with too much of this and too much of that. Too much of the, too much light, too much pain, too much symptoms, too much turmoil, too much strife. We're putting up with things. But when we decide, wait a minute, when we gain light that those things no longer have dominion over us, wait a minute, I'm going to forbid those things. Because remember what Jesus told us in Matthew 18, 18, whatsoever you bind will be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you loose will be loosed in heaven. Whatever you permit on the earth. We could say this, whatever you bind, whatever you forbid. People need to forbid some things in their lives. They need to forbid some things in their marriage happening. They need to forbid some things in their finances and in their business and in their bodies. Forbid those things. And when you forbid it, heaven will back you up. Power will back you up and make it a reality. Whatever you loose, whatever needs to come, tell it to come. Quit living through life just barely having enough. Telling the fullness of supply to come to you. That's part of your authority in Christ. Every day exercise your authority in Christ. Now, as a parent, you have authority to hold order in the home. That is your parental authority, your parental right. If you do not exercise your authority as a parent, believe me, that authority will not just lay inactive. A child will pick it up and run off with it. A child can become the boss of a home when a parent lays down their authority. Well, it's the same thing with the devil. If you're not using your authority, the devil will pick up action. He'll pick up things and start moving in your life and moving against your life. Amen. Amen. If you don't exercise your role and your authority as a parent, children will control the home. They will dictate the flow of a home. They'll dictate the atmosphere of a home. They'll dictate uh, uh, the response in a home. Amen. You will have everything in your home that you put up with. If you have things wrong in your home, Quit putting up with it. Amen. Amen. That's one of the things I so appreciate. In the home I was raised in, there were four children. I was the youngest of four. And there was one thing my mother knew who was in charge. She knew who was the authority, and it was not one of the four children. She never once handed us her authority. 
We never got to take the seat of authority in our home. My mother didn't get out of that seat. She stayed in that seat. My dad, he, he was gone all the time. He worked. He was a farmer. He was gone, oh, anywhere from 18 to 20 hours a day. So mother was left primarily at home with the children. And mother did a wonderful job of occupying her seat of authority in the home. And she did all right because three of us became pastors, three of the four children. And uh, why was that? Because she kept wrong things out of the home. She kept wrong things away from us. Amen. She exercised her authority. We never, got, we never knew what it was like to talk back to mother. But today you go out and it's amazing that parents do not know how to exercise the, the parental authority of the home. And it's evidenced in their home. But do you know, even if that parent has laid down their authority for 10 years, 15 years, and never exercised their parental authority, do you know it still belongs to them? Whether they're using it or not, it still belongs to the position. As a parent, it belongs to the position. We are raised and seated. We have a position with heaven. In Christ, it belongs to the position. And even if we have not used our authority in years past, the authority still belongs to the position. And we can take up that authority and use it and not just say it's not ours just because we haven't been using it. It's, it's still ours. So when you have a parent that laid down their authority to their children, they can still take that authority back. Why? Because the, it still belongs to the position, whether they've been using it or not. Amen. Now, uh, if a parent recognizes my home is going in a direction I'm not okay with, then you're authorized. Put order back. What are you going to have to do? You're going to have to exercise your authority in that home. Amen. Now, when you go to exercise your authority in the home after children have been using the authority themselves, <laughs> you go to exercise authority, they may resist that. They may kick against that a little bit. Why? They're wanting you to take your hand back off that authority. They're wanting you to leave that authority with them. They're trying to make you think, your authority doesn't work, but your authority still works. The devil's the same way. He does not want the church to know the authority that belongs to them. And if you start rising up and using your authority, he will escalate opposition against you to try to resist you entering the use of that authority. Because he wants to back you out. He's used to having the authority. He's used to running people's lives. He's used to stealing, killing, and destroying. And he's not okay when somebody comes in on the territory he's been used to occupying. But the territory is not his if you belong in Christ. It belongs to you. You back him out. You back him out. And it doesn't matter how he resists you. He's trying to dupe you, trick you, deceive you into thinking that authority doesn't work for you. But your authority works. My son, uh, my oldest son, when he was young, 
younger, he was probably about eight or 10. And I opened the door one morning, the front door, and there was a stray dog I'd never seen before, just sitting on the porch. And that dog became my son's best friend. That dog knew if I want to get in the house, I got to go find Stephen. <laughs> because I didn't normally let him in the house. He was not a house type dog. You know, some dogs, you know, they thrive in the house. But this, this little guy, he was a hunter, you know, and he was a bigger guy and he shed and I wasn't really interested in having him in the house. I was fine petting him outside, but really not in the house. But if he wanted in the house, he knew where's the way to get in go find Stephen so as soon as the door would open he didn't just run to the family room he ran to Stephen's room because he knew he got used to he knew where to go to have access the devil knows who will give him access the devil knows who will allow him to stay the devil needs you need to have a reputation in the yes. devil's kingdom yes. That that person won't work with you. <laughs> that person will not permit you entrance. Amen. The devil needs to. The devil knows who will yield to him and who won't. The devil knows who resists him and who doesn't. You say, "Well, Pastor Nancy, I haven't been resisting." Well, that can change today. Right now. Right now. Absolutely. Amen. The devil wants to make you think your authority doesn't work for you, but it does. He wants to keep you in the dark. That's how he keeps working is keeping you in the dark. Amen. I remember the testimony of a person who taught. Um, there was a, a particular what we would call healing school at this one location to where every day there were classes on divine healing. They would teach the scriptures on on the healing that's been provided for us. And so they would open it up to the public. And one of the, one of the ministers that taught in that class made an interesting observation and told me about it one time. He said, whenever we would teach in healing school, you know, people would receive light about what belongs to them in Christ, but said every time we would teach on your authority in Christ and resisting symptoms, resisting the devil, he said there would always be an escalation of medical emergencies over the next week. Why was it? He said, because we recognize the devil was resisting that light, resisting that knowledge. And he would attack and escalate the attacks against their physical bodies to what he's trying to make them think this doesn't work for you. See, the devil opposes you gaining this light. You say, well, do we have a scriptural pattern for that? What about Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego? the three Hebrews that served and worshiped God. And the king put out an order that everyone in his kingdom was to bow down to this golden image he had made of himself. Well, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said, we're not going to. So they told him, we're not going to. What's their, what are they doing? They're, they're, they're using their authority. We're not doing that. And when they said that, and they told the king that, he said, heat the furnace seven times hotter. What did he do? Increase the opposition. Increase the opposition. Why? Make them think that what they just said won't work for them. But what did Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego do? They just kept doing what they were doing. They didn't change. They were exercising their authority. They just stood on their authority. They said, we're still not bowing. And what happened? Heaven backed them up. Power came. 
Jesus manifested in the fire. Amen. It's, all, it's interesting to me because the king said, heat the furnace seven times hotter. Their stand and their authority made the, the king question the power of the fire. This was fire burns. This was no doubt a, a way that they had used before in punishing uh, other others who opposed the authority, and uh, but when they said we're still not bowing, the king thought, "Huh, you better make that seven times hotter." <laughs> well, if your if your furnace works, why is it why does it matter how That's hot right. it is? Yeah. It works. That's it works. Right. When the devil escalates something, he's afraid of what you just said. He's showing that he's doubting that what he's planned against your life will have its intended effect. What do you do? Don't be concerned. It doesn't matter if symptoms escalate. It doesn't matter if circumstances seem to get worse. Just stand your ground. Amen. Just stand your ground. Because... Your authority, when it's when you don't veer off of your authority, God will always back you up. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Praise What's First Peter chapter five say? Verse eight: Be sober, be vigilant. That means stick with it. Be watchful. Pay attention, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith. That means just don't back up. Just yeah. keep resisting. Yeah. Just yeah. stay where yeah. you're at. Yeah. You know, there's something about if you've ever seen uh, any kinds of programs where you see a lion and uh, you see a male lion, he's king of the jungle, so to speak. He's the top of the food chain. When he hears the noise or the threats of others, other animals that are beneath him. He doesn't get off and run in a panic. You know what he does? He stays right there and he'll turn and look that yes. direction. Yes. <laughs> and a wise animal would say, I'll go somewhere else. The, the, the lion of the tribe of Judah is in us. We don't panic and get up and run. When something tries to get out of order, we look at it and say, are you sure? Are you sure you want to take this on? The authority is ours. Let's use it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.